0: Hello, exceptional people. You are now listening to Change Today, a new-ish podcast about how we can better today's society. I'm your creator and co-host, Miriam Antone. And I'm co-host, Molly Quatruci. And today, we will be discussing fast fashion. But first,
1: let's catch up. Molly, how's it going? I feel so dead today because I had an exam first thing in the morning. Hmm. Then I had physics, which is physics. <laughs> Then I went into the lab and counted yeast colonies. Guess how many colonies I had on my plate? Four. 1,972. Oh, my God. Do you have to count those one by one? I did. Because there were so many on that one, I divided it into quadrants and then estimated. So I counted one quadrant and multiplied it by four. Okay. I'm I'm literally so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm here. So that's, you know, that's the plus. I'm just about done with
0: midterm, so I've written like six papers and then two presentations, Zoom presentations, which are just a blast. <laughs> um, okay, but I have a question for you. Yes. We are in the digital lab for the first time with the real podcast equipment. How does it feel?
1: I'm so excited right now. Like I said before, before we recording, I love my pink microphone. <laughs> I'm really excited about that. And already I can just tell that the quality of this episode is going to be so much better. I'm really yeah. excited. I'm super excited about that because when you're editing
0: and the quality's like average, first of all, it's hard. But then you have to like, you're the one listening to it for like six hours. Exactly. While editing. And it gets so annoying. And you're like, Ugh, this is not what I want people to hear. No. I want them to like hear the information, not the horrible quality. Exactly. And it's definitely nice to have it is equipment
1: (laughs) real life equipment all right and with that let's get right into it like Miriam said before the topic we'll be discussing today is fast fashion so what is fast fashion basically the term fast fashion is a buzz phrase in the sustainability world and it means the design manufacturing and marketing method focused on rapidly producing high volumes of clothing Garment production utilizes trend replication and low-quality materials in order to bring inexpensive styles to the public. The cheaply made, trendy pieces have resulted in an industry-wide movement towards overwhelming amounts of consumption, which results in harmful impacts on the environment, garment workers, and ultimately consumers' wallets. So the basis of fast fashion is based on trend replication and increasingly, increasingly rapid production. So, to give some background on that, up until the mid 20th century, fashion ran on four seasons fall, winter, spring, and summer. And designers would carefully plan for each season months ahead and tailor their designs specifically to what they thought consumers would want. This was when fashion was more exclusive and basically designed for the upper class. So, it was less production, obviously, because it was more specific pieces and being tailored specifically for what people would want in around the 1960s a marketing campaign for paper clothes proved that customers were ready for the fast fashion trends leading to a change in the fashion industry and it made it work at a faster pace and cheaper costs and this pretty much came to a head in the early 2000s is where we've seen the most biggest increase probably in fast fashion production and it's still very prevalent now. It, it might be even bigger now than it was when it initially oh, had a boom. for sure.
0: And definitely within like the span of social media and celebrities like refusing to wear the same outfit more than one time. Exactly. That's considered like oh, yeah.
1: I know family members who do that, and I just I can't believe it. They never repeat an outfit during the year.
0: Um. I repeated this outfit literally two weeks ago. I wore
1: this last Sunday, I think, the one I'm wearing right now. So.
0: (laughs) I repeat outfits literally all the time. Yeah, me too. We're in college, like, literally nobody cares. That's, like, a pet peeve of mine, too, when it's, like, kids that are, like, our age. Yes. And they're, like, no, I'm too good for this. I'm, like, no, you are, like, in school. Just, like, why do you care so much?
1: Exactly. I, I barely have time to, like,. Why do you need to dress like Kylie Jenner to go to classes? I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Back to what I was saying. Modern day brands will produce about 52 micro seasons a year. So if you do the math, that means one season a week. So new trends on a weekly basis, which is, as you can see, a problem because that produces way too many clothes and not enough people will buy it.
0: And people aren't keeping up with trends like that, like to that extent. Every week, I'm not trying to change my wardrobe every week.
1: Exactly.
0: I don't think many people are.
1: No, but it's, I see it all the time in ads. It'll be like American Eagle will be saying, oh, new clothes, this new style, this new sweatshirt. It's like the same sweatshirt they sold the week before but it's slightly different. Maybe the color's a little different or the design and they just cater it to you so that you want it because it's new and it's what's in style. That is crazy. So basically what they're doing is tricking you into being tired of your closet that you have right now. So next week that you'll want the new clothes and then you'll never wear what you have in your closet right now. So you just keep buying more brands will make 53 million tons of clothes in the world annually and if this pace is kept up it will reach 160 million tons by 2050 so like i said before brands are pushing that people want fresh looks constantly they and they do that by convincing you like i said before that you're behind on the trends Mm -hmm. and that you need these new clothes all the time and because of this they rush to make the clothes so they make them very low quality and they do that on purpose again so that you'll need new ones if your clothes are not cheaply made they're going to lose their appearance very quickly they might just start falling apart and they're not meant to be sustained for a long period of time
0: so about 80 billion articles of clothing are manufactured Every year, due to fast fashion, and specifically in the fast fashion industry, which is more than 10 pieces for each person on earth. And then, if you consider social classes, some people aren't even buying one piece of clothing. Right. In a
1: year. Exactly.
0: So, 80 billion articles, and we have 52 seasons. That's that's a a lot lot of waste. A lot of waste.
1: Yeah, you can put that together and understand where do you think it's going to end up. Right. All those extra clothes that aren't even accessible to everyone.
0: Not to mention when you're working in fast fashion and you're producing, there's scraps that are left over from every piece of fabric that you're cutting.
1: Exactly. And
0: they're not going to do anything with them. So for every 80 billion articles of clothing, there is probably, what, a quarter of that in waste?
1: Yeah. Yeah probably yeah so most of those pieces of clothing are thrown away after a few wears so on top of all the excess clothing that's being produced the people who buy it end up throwing it away pretty much right away because like I said before the quality is so low that it doesn't last and this keeps up the urgency for brands to keep making new clothes at a high amount and keeping the quality low Specific brands that are the biggest culprits behind these actions are Topshop and Fashion Nova. They'll earn millions of dollars because of how much they sell, and then at the same time, they underpay their workers.
0: Yeah, and when they're using, when they're trying to make, you know, low-quality clothing so they can sell it at low cost and get a lot of, you know, customers, they have to use cheap materials, including, like, polyester and nylon which include microfibers, which every time you wash a microfiber, it pollutes our water. And that's not to mention how much waste they're already creating during the producing or manufacturing process, in addition to just literally washing your clothes.
1: Exactly. So now we'll delve a little bit further into the environmental impact of fast-faction. So all of the elements we've described before cause a huge environmental impact. Brands like Boohoo use toxic chemicals, dangerous dyes, and synthetic fibers, like Miriam said, that seep into waters. So this, is ha- this happens when you wash your clothes and when they're being produced and when they're thrown away. Mm-hmm. Because it just sits there. And obviously when it rains and when it, anything happens, water is also released during that. So there's so many ways that these awful chemicals can get into our waterways and pollute water. Mm-hmm. And like we said before, before clothing even reaches the racks, 35% of it is thrown away. Whether this is just, they just are burning the leftover stock, this happens a lot, or it's the fabric that is cut off to make the product. So before even releasing it, It's 35% of it's already being thrown away. That's a lot. And if you think about the numbers that we stated before, that's a big number. That's
0: a huge number. For 80 billion pieces of clothing, 35% doesn't even make it to the
1: rack. Exactly. That's a lot. Hold on, let me do the math right now. That's 28 billion tons of clothing. That's a lot of waste. Yeah. (laughs) Producing this, this clothing also wastes a lot of resources. Mm-hmm. For example, jeans use thousands of gallons of water to make. Just one single pair takes thousands of gallons of water. That, and water is a, obviously a very important resource. Mm-hmm. We need it to survive. Right. And considering some people don't even have access to clean water and we're wasting thousands of gallons to make a pair of jeans, that doesn't seem very ethical to me.
0: So already there's 3.6 billion people who experience water scarcity at at some point in the year, which is almost half of the world population. And yet it's taking thousands of gallons to make a single pair of jeans and 200 ton of water to dye one ton of clothing. So a 200 to 1 ratio.
1: That is a terrible ratio. (laughs)
0: Right. And then we have to consider you know, the microfibers that we talked about earlier and these synthetic fibers, they get into water during the process of making them when you wash them at home and when they're thrown away. So every time you're washing, you know, anything that contains microfibers, they're coming apart in your washing machine. They're being sent out into the water and they're affecting aquatic life. Like microfibers in the grand scheme of water pollution aren't the biggest deal, but the thing is when they get into our food system that's when it becomes a big deal that's when it becomes a problem because the fish that we're eating are eating these microfibers
1: exactly we're
0: ingesting them in some type of way They're i read
1: i read the other day that they are finding plastic in people's placentas oh, just my God. just proving how much this is all affecting us mm-hmm. it's visi- there's a visible amount of plastic in a placenta now which is
0: scary scary that is literally scary
1: back to the waste factor 11 million tons of clothing are thrown out in the u.s alone and these clothes are filled with lead pesticides and countless other chemicals that never break down and just sit in landfills these release toxins into the air fast fashion's carbon footprint is competitive with industries like air travel and oil so we all know how the oil industry is destroying the planet because it's obviously very Mm -hmm. dangerous to think that producing clothes is right up there with that, that's crazy. And when you think about how these clothes are actually
0: made, it like makes sense as to why those numbers are so high. So like the primary countries where these clothings are produced are China, Bangladesh, and India. And all of them use synthetic fibers, which we talked about earlier, but they also use fossil fuels to run their... Right.
1: Manufacturing spots. Right, because everything's dependent on fossil fuels. So
0: they're wasting, well, I don't want to say they're wasting, but they, they use tons of energy while making these clothes that ultimately just end up going to waste.
1: Right. And release other chemicals mm-hmm. that, like we said, when they end up in our ecosystem, they end up affecting us. Mm-hmm. And that's dangerous for our health, but also dangerous for the planet's health.
0: Right. And for those people that just like don't care about the planet for whatever reason or don't believe that there's a problem, you should at least care about like your health and the health of your friends and the health of your family. Because at the end of the day, it's going to affect them. If what you're eating is already being affected, do you think that it's not going to affect you?
1: Exactly. Eventually, it's going to catch up to you. Mm
0: -hmm. And then not to mention that with fast fashion comes deforestation. So soil is heavily affected by the fast fashion industry and we already know that trees are being cut down every single day. So when we don't give them the place to regrow, first of all, that's the oxygen that we need to breathe. (laughs) Also that soil isn't just for trees, it's for the animals around that need Vegetation to survive off of, so goats and sheep, and not to mention not to mention that those animals are also being used for the for their wool right. to produce these clothing.
1: Not only sheep, also pretty much any animal. Mm-hmm. Snakes, their skin for purses. I think cow skin is used yeah, for cow leather, patterns. Yeah. In Oh yeah, and leather, fur, fur, is, fur. Yeah. I think
0: largely real fur has like been going really out of style like right even, like celebrities are endorsing like against right real there's fur. so
1: many ways that you can find a fur fur faux fur mm-hmm. like jacket or whatever clothing item you're looking for there's so many faux options now right. so not only does it impact the environment but the fast fashion industry causes a lot of human rights violations like we briefly mentioned earlier the health of the consumer and garment workers are at risk there's a harmful chemical used in a lot of clothes called benzothiazole, and it's linked to cancer and respiratory illnesses and it's found in so many different clothing items on the market now and because skin is our largest organ and clothes touch our skin Mm -hmm. we're absorbing this chemical whether we realize it or not so there's a good chance that that's in the clothes that we're wearing right now yeah and it's just on our skin, and we're just letting this happen. So who knows if we might get cancer or respiratory illnesses in the future. Right. Right. And
0: obviously these, these workers are you know, at a greater risk than we are because, sure, we're, it's touching our skin, but they're the ones that are right. having to deal with it hands-on.
1: Yeah, they breathe and, it in when they're producing it. Mm-hmm. They're, yeah, hands-on, like you said, sewing it together, mm-hmm. anything they're exposed to it at way higher concentrations than we are. Mm-hmm. So the factor of danger also increases in factories and towns and homes where the fast fashion is being made. Conventional textile dyeing often releases heavy metals and other toxicants that can adversely impact the health of animals in addition to nearby residents by having it flow into the local water systems. So it all really ties back together. Yeah. Where these chemicals are being produced, they're going to flow into the ecosystem. The animals are going to pick them up, the water is going to pick it up, you drink from that water. And hmm. not
0: to mention that these people, first of all, that are being underpaid and overworked to make these clothings to, you know, have a life, right, are the ones that are going home and being the most affected because exactly. it's their water that they're using to produce it. It's their natural resources.
1: Exactly because it's their towns where the factories are. Mm-hmm. They don't do this by accident. They put the factories in very impoverished areas yeah. because they know that these people need a living and they'll do it for these awful wages and all these risks to their health. Mm-hmm. It's uh oh, it just really doesn't sit right with me. Yeah. So, yeah, basically as we said before, the garment workers are constantly being exposed to these chemicals. And on top of that, They work extra long hours compared to what is legal here. And they work for very low wages and they don't have a lot of resources. So they're going to take these jobs. Mm -hmm. They often endure physical abuse on the job. For example, Nike has sweatshops and I just don't know how that's allowed. They are always pushed to their limits and they're underfed and it all just ties together. They need these jobs to survive, and the fast fashion companies will take advantage of that and work them to their absolute limit
0: and that 's not to say that fast fashion is the only industry that does this right or that this only happens outside of u s borders because just look at Amazon
1: right, oh no, yeah, absolutely
0: it, it's like it's it's hard to like think of Nike as even being fast fashion because it 's one of the more expensive brands right um, and they 've just been around for so long but in the grand scheme of things, yeah, they do abide by fast fashion rules. And anyone that does, really any big company is going to have sweatshops. Yes. And this just isn't one of those exceptions. And this is, you know, where it all started too. Like prior to even fast fashion existing, sweatshops existed for the textile industry, which included clothes. Right. So with that being said, it's very clear that there's a lot of that there is you know, a psychology to this. Like There's a reason and that this happened in this way and that these people are being affected. So if you are low income, you are gonna be most likely to purchase from fast fashion because that's the only way for you to get clothes. And then, say your entire community is doing that, now you are harming the natural resources of your community because you're putting all these toxins into the water into the wildlife into whatever and then you look at who's actually making the clothes and again you see impoverished people who are first of all destroying their own bodies in the process of producing but then killing their community because there's no other way for them to live and then we see the people that do not have to partake in fast fashion at all are you know the top 10 15 who can avoid buying anything related to the fast fashion industry, sticking to high-end brands that don't need to do this, but then they're also part of the problem because that's, that's the reason that fast fashion came into exactly. existence. Exactly, because it, high fashion was only meant for the rich and powerful. And that literally has not changed. Right. A Cartier bracelet being over $30,000, like that is, that's for a reason. That's very clearly for mm-hmm. a reason. Right. And companies like that are the reason that these smaller comp- or that these fast fashion companies are able to do well. And like we're the ones that give them the power to do that mm-hmm. with the way that we set up our system and the way that we refuse to change our system.
1: Right. Because yeah, like I said earlier, fashion used to be specifically for the upper class. Mm-hmm. And a lot of fashion still is, like designer brands, for example these fast fashion brands came to arise because they wanted to replicate those styles and make it accessible to consumers who obviously couldn't afford the expensive prices of the designer brands. And because of that, consumers are obviously not going to know any better and they're going to fall for that. They're going to be like, oh, I can dress like the rich people. Mm -hmm. I can look like them. I can follow Mm -hmm. their trends. And it comes at such a huge cost. And it's not necessarily the consumer's fault. No. It's uh, not the consumer's, consumer's fault most
0: of the time. I mean, there's definitely are ways to avoid it and there's right. um, and there's ways to, you know, at least decrease it which we'll talk about later, but it really isn't. Yeah, it's not the, the consumer's, consumer's fault. fault. Like, and not to mention that when you are, you know, going into work or looking for a job and say you're a person of color, so you're at a disadvantage you need that kind of fashion to even get your foot into the door exactly so because god forbid you come wearing something that doesn't look like it's chanel right. and you're already a person of color which gives you this depending on what your ethnicity is it gives you this guise of like oh maybe this person isn't fit for this company just literally makes mm-hmm. up the way you look <laughs> So yeah. you, like, don't have a a choice. Exactly. You know? And that th- there's a lot of things that, like, go into that. Fast fashion isn't, like, the main...
1: Factor. Yeah. Right. But... But it's a big factor.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's crazy how much it ties in.
1: Yeah, t- just about everything else.
0: Yeah. All these social problems are interconnected, you guys. Yeah.
1: Everything's intersectional. <laughs> just remember that. Yeah. There's not one thing you do that doesn't affect something else. Absolutely. All right. So now... We can talk about a more positive note, Mm -hmm. the ways to combat the fast fashion industry. The best way, and I love this phrase, is to shop in your own closet. I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory, but I'll explain it anyways. You have a lot of clothes in your closet, and if they're in good enough and decent quality, just keep wearing those and wear them as long as you can. And then when you're done with them, try to donate them or give them to a thrift store Or sell them on a secondhand website. There's so many of those now. There's Poshmark, there's Curtsy, there's uh, so many. Because then that way, it's being bought secondhand, and it reduces the need to go straight to the brand that's producing more wasteful clothes. It gives the clothes a second life almost. Mm -hmm. Already around 40% of our generation buys secondhand. And like I said, it keeps the clothes in circulation for a longer time. And it's mostly guilt-free. There are some aspects of thrifting that you should be aware of. Don't use thrifting as a way to overconsume either. Mm-hmm. Because that is something that a lot of people will do. They'll go to a thrift store like it's a normal store and buy a bunch of items. And that's not the point. Because the point to try and reduce how much you're consuming. Right. And also, the purpose of thrift stores is to help those in need. Those who can afford it. So if you're taking a lot of their selection away just because you want it, that's not beneficial to them either. Right. So just be mindful of that. And I know a lot of trends these days include baggy sweatshirts and, like, oversized things. Mm-hmm. Thrift stores are also designed to cater to people who need plus-size clothes. So try not to buy their whole section out either. Just be mindful when you're consuming. The best way to go about it is to limit your consumption, Obviously, it's not, it's unavoidable to need to buy new clothes. Yeah. And we're, you're not a bad person if you go to a store and buy a brand new piece of clothing. Yeah. And you're also not a bad person for, like, wanting to
0: look good. Or exactly. Or wanting to have a lot of clothes. That's
1: exactly. just, like,
0: the way that we designed our system. Like, you're just participating yeah. in, you know, what's been set for
1: ages. Exactly. Basically, what we're trying to say is just try to limit it. Try to maybe slow down on keeping up with the trends and look and dress more sustainably. Mm-hmm.
0: And not to mention that there are some trends that season after season, they will just keep coming back and you can partake in them while using the same few pieces of clothing. Right. And I think what's also awesome about our generation is that I think we are really like getting into the habit of repurposing clothing so, wearing one thing in a bunch of different ways to make it feel like it's a different piece of clothing. Right. I feel like we've gotten really good at that. And also, like, people that are learning to crochet on TikTok. To yeah. Like make hairy style sw- sweaters. <laughs> and, like, yes, like, that's, that's exactly, That's yes, awesome. Like, exactly. That's so good. But, yeah, our generation is definitely doing better than previous generations. But we also are, like, one of the top consumers of fast fashion. So, we do have to right. be mindful of that.
1: Yeah. It's not going to take one person to change everything. We've all got to do our part together. So here are some of the sources we used while putting this episode together. The article, What is Fast Fashion Anyways? by Audrey Stanton from thegoodtrade.com. Article, Thrift Shopping is an Environmental and Ethical Trap, Kate Wilson. And an article by Phoebe Young, What's Wrong with Fast Fashion? For some smaller resources, if you don't feel like reading full articles, there are a lot of Instagram pages about regarding the environment and so many. So one that I follow is um, Go Green, Save Green, and they always post things about fast fashion, little slides that you can read to get some information. And there's so many other accounts like that out there too.
0: And if you're looking to repurpose your clothing, you can always go to TikTok and watch... Two videos, and then you'll be set with 75 different
1: ideas. Very true. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We hope you'll join us next week. We know this episode might have started off a little rocky
0: because we were really coming at you guys for partaking in fast fashion. But we know that just even listening to this is a step in the right direction. And when you're unaware of the problem and you're partaking in it, it's not really your fault more societies so just you know keep your head up you are doing great you are an exceptional human and don't forget, forget that, that there is always, always hope for
1: change today, today.